Everybody can uh, find a seat. We're going to be a little bit tight here. We've got everyone spread out, but we've got a few extra people here today because it's a, a very special day today. We are going to be installing Kevin Pastor, Kevin Pastor, Kevin Shive as our new lead pastor. So Kevin and Trish will be honored and prayed over today. And I know they've got family and friends here and just a lot of people that want to be a part of this. And thank you for uh, joining us online as well for those of you that are at home. Um, we will have a, a small celebration afterwards. You probably noticed the uh, cupcakes on the way in, so we'll have a little brief reception afterwards where you can hopefully get a chance to uh, say hi to Kevin and Trish and congratulate them. And, and uh, so we encourage you to stick around for that. We just want to stay masked up and stay somewhat distant as best we can. Um, just a couple of announcements, actually just one main announcement. Um, a couple weeks ago, Donovan and Katie talked about Nicaragua and mentioned that we are trying to raise money for a van for them. Uh, one of the big challenges down there is transportation, going out and picking up all the kids for the school, and we've got a van down there that's kind of on its last legs or last wheels, I guess, and we are looking to buy them a new slash used van. So we've been uh, asking for donations. Um, the church has pledged some money, kind of a matching fund, um, and it sounds like we are over $10,000 already on funds for the vans. So we want to encourage you. We need to get up to 15. about 15000 to get them a good used van that's relatively low mileage. So please uh, just prayerfully consider that, uh, giving towards that uh, above and beyond your normal gifts. We would really appreciate that. One other thing I, I just realized I wanted to mention, uh, we are also looking for some AV tech help. Um, we need help in the sound booth. We need help just kind of working with our AV. We've got several people um, in the church that are great at it, and they've done an amazing job, especially through this pandemic. But if this is something that uh, maybe you specialize in or you do for work and you want to volunteer and help us out on that, maybe you want to help uh, um, staff the uh, sound booth on Sunday mornings because we sometimes need help with that, just uh, let us know. Let me know. Let Mike know. Um, let Jeff know. And uh, we're going to kind of try to pull together sort of an AV tech team uh, above and beyond what we currently have. Um, so um, let's go ahead and uh, pray together for our time, and then we will go into a time of worship. Thank you, Almighty God, for this day. We do just come uh, ready to celebrate and ready to uh, just praise you and worship you and thank you for everything you've done in the life of our church over the last 20-plus years. And as we mark this special time, this transition of leadership, we are just grateful, Lord, for the way that you have led us, Lord, the way that your spirit leads us, the way that your spirit guides us. We know, Lord, that we are under shepherds, that you are the good shepherd, that you are the one that leads us and guides us, and we just trust in that leadership and your sovereignty. And we just pray that as we go through today, um, you would be glorified and honored, and uh, we just thank you again for this time. We pray that your spirit would be with us, just leading us, guiding us, and teaching us this morning. And just thank you for this community both in person and virtual, we're grateful to be together as a church. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Why don't we stand up, sing together. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. 
Well, I was breathing, but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my tomb till I met you. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. It called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. Your mercy has saved my soul. Now your freedom is all I know. The old may know, Jesus, when I met you, you called my out. God, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for this chance to celebrate together God, what you've done in our lives, in our lives and through our lives. God, we're so grateful for, for you to not only save undeserving people, but to use undeserving people. God, we're so grateful for you. God, help us to truly worship you today. 
to truly celebrate today. You're so good to us. This might be a new song for some of you. I put my faith 
my hope and firm foundation He'll never let me down Put my face, I put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the ground My hope and firm foundation you for your faithfulness through all the ages God you've been there and you will always be there so we praise you today God would you be glorified in this place in Jesus name we pray amen you can be seated morning This is a special day for us, and for some of you who don't have any context on this, I think it's important to realize this has been something that God's been doing in our hearts for almost three years. This isn't like a new thing to us, but it's new to you. But it, it was really that God would really work in such a way that uh, somebody would take my position while I was still here, which is, I know that's a little bit unusual. But it's, it's what makes it so awesome is that we could share life together and share this thing. So this becomes a, a pretty significant day because we, we want to make sure people understand that this is a day that God has ordained to install Kevin as the new lead pastor of the church. Um, but you might ask that question, well, why do you have an installation service? I think it's a good question. Well, if we had a pastor coming to a, a new church uh, or a pastor coming from one church to another church, or even maybe a pastor for the first time at a church, we would celebrate that. And, and I'd say, how much more shouldn't we be celebrating somebody who's been faithful for over 20 years? I mean, th this is what makes it special. This has been together for this long. But, but more important than that is we are really convinced that this is God's will. And uh, it is the commission Kevin into this role for the future of this church and that the Lord has some pr pretty profound plans that uh, Kevin's gonna be a major part of. Now on a personal level, Kevin is a very dear friend also, which is, makes this special. 
uh, who has also been this amazing support to me all these years. I mean, he's been kind of my, my go-to guy. And so we have shared a lot of ministry from the very earliest years, and he's gonna mention a little bit of that even when he was in my systematic theology class 30 years ago, which is crazy. But he has just kind of stepped up. And, you know, I don't have to worry about what goes on around here. Uh, and the truth is, when I think of Kevin, and I want you to hear these words from me, whatever Kevin's been a part of has always had this amazing excellence. It's just amazing. Uh, that's why I keep him close to me. So it'll be good for me, you know? But, you know, I think of uh, Youth for Christ. Anybody who's been around that for years, it was amazing. And we got a chance to do DCLA together, a bunch of us, and that was so fun because it was just wonderful to see, just literally, you know, that we had a, a chance nationally to impact youth all over. Um, when I think of uh, our youth group, and over the years, Kevin has led our youth group here, and I know this is gonna sound prejudiced, I have never been around a better youth group in my whole life. I've been around for a long time. Just to see you guys growing up and to see the leadership take this, this it's just great kids, great people, you know? And that's been a huge part of your leadership. That was a time we were going through some difficult times with it and Kevin just decided to step into it and all of a sudden this thing becomes this wonderful blessing. Um, and this chaplaincy program, I know Dan's gonna mention a few words about that where we have chaplains being trained up to minister to those faithful servants who protect us every day, uh, whether it's the police department or sheriffs or even the FBI. Boy, those are valuable people to us. And we have now people caring for them. And Kevin has just kind of led that. And it's just become, again, this, this amazing part of our ministry, your excellence. And then Kevin is also really our our head elder, uh, we have just an amazing group of elders that meet, but it's really helped us to just continue to make great decisions for this church. Um, people of integrity, but just the willingness to be able to ask the tough questions and challenge each other. And Kevin's just been amazing in that. I said there's been times over the years when we've been, had meetings and it could get a little feisty in there, you know, and uh, in the most wonderful way. Because if the, if the goal is to get to the truth, the goal is to get to God's will, then it's not about people. But at the end of it, it was just amazing. I mean, we could go for a coffee or for lunch and we're, we're best friends. Uh, that says a lot about character. So this is a day of history, but more important, it's really a, a day of God's story for our community that we're gonna continue on. And I just want you to know, I'm just really proud of you, Kev. I'm very proud of you. So let me ask you two to come up here and stand on this side. And then uh, Dan, Jen, Michelle, Katie, and Mike, I want you guys to come over here. And they've got some words they want to share with you guys. Hi, over there. <laughs> A little separation guy. <laughs> Well, I think we should probably start with the prettiest gal in the place. Michelle? I don't know why he says that. Okay. Um, 
gente que nos ayuda. Um, I think Trish is one of the most beautiful people that has ever graced this earth. Although today is an installation formality, Trish has been here at this church tending to all of us for all these years, for over 20 years. Um, you don't have to prove anything to us today. You have never changed. You are the same beautiful lady that you've always been. You've been a kind comfort to almost everyone in this church. You have a new title, Senior Pastor's Wife, and I pass that on to you with great pleasure. <laughs> um, it's been a good, it's been a, um, I cannot think of a better person to be able to take that. Um, you are now Kevin's boss. I've been his boss for all these years. I know Gus thinks he has been, but it's really been me. <laughs> Amen to that one. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Um, so you are loved and valued by everyone in this church. And here are some words from your church family to describe you. Kind, giving, trustworthy, precious, spunky, funny, educator, passionate, tender, fabulous, beautiful, listener, friend, generous, energetic, wise, helpful, exuberant, caring, sincere, loving, compassionate, gracious, sweet, life giver, beautiful inside and out, authentic, welcoming, cheerful, tender, accepting, secure, smart, interested, advocate, easy laugh, genuine, friendly, bubbly, thoughtful, supportive, super duper fun. That's for me, I think. <laughs> That's my word for you. <laughs> Bright-eyed, loyal, fierce, diligent, real, helpful, giver, huggable, positive, encouraging, warm, available, accomplished, honest, servant-hearted, dedicated, perseverance, committed, strong, reserved, devoted, good listener, selfless, inviting, reliable, smiling, empathetic, patient, joyful, fun, understanding, fun-loving, and special. And although um, I said this word only once, um, the word that was repeated over and over and over again was kind. And the word describes you beautifully. We love you, Trish. We love you very much. Hi, I'm Jen. And I've been a friend of Trish's for over 21 years. And it's kind of interesting because I met her as Trish, a uh, pastor's wife, and I was Jen, a pastor's wife, and we were almost pregnant or pregnant, and then also in our mid-20s. And so that's a lot. <laughs> and so I've always been like a pastor's wife. I don't know. I'm, I'm Dan's wife, and she's Kevin's wife, and we're trying to figure this out. And now with stepping into... Uh, senior pastor and 
wife of the pastor, I have sat and chatted with Trish and just want to make sure that this is good. Like, this is such a good thing. And yet, it is still a big thing. And I think it's big spiritually, and it's big in the kingdom of God. But also, it's... It's just a lot, and she's a mom, and she's a vice principal, and she is a friend, she is a daughter, and so I just, I'm so proud of you, and we've like gone from trying to figure out how to kind of do life to where we're like, okay, like I've watched you become like, you have a voice, and you're strong, and you stand up for what you believe in, and I just, I just know that you're ready for this next step, albeit it's a scary step. And so I say to you, family, take care of her, take care of my friend, pray for her, um, because it's, it's a lot. It, they, they are taking on a mantle. It's big. So I do have a scripture that uh, I thought of, and I'll just pray this for you guys. Um, so it's in Philippians 1, and... Starting in verse 3, I thank God, thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in us will be faithful into completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And then going down further into verse 9, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I love you. Okay, so I think if I just say I might be emotional, then maybe I won't be as emotional, but um, I wrote a few things down so I wouldn't just ramble. there are so many things I love about you. Um, she's my oldest friend, 20, over 25 years. Uh, we met when I went to CCU, and we met because we lived in an apartment complex, and she was across the courtyard, and so that's how we met Kevin and Trish. Um, but you're beautiful, you're fun, your huge smile, creative, determined, you're a person of integrity. Whatever she does, she strives to do it with excellence. I see her do this um, at school, at Two Roads, um, as a mom, um, when you used to do children's ministry, all the things that you, she sets out to do. She just got her master's, like just strives for excellence. Um, and she's a leader, and she cares so deeply for the people that she leads. Um, gosh, I am shaking. <laughs> um, and so, but one of the things as I was thinking about you is I just feel like um, that stands out in my own life is that you have our back, you're in our corner. Um, and I can't even tell you what an amazing thing that is to know. Um, for my kids, this is their Auntie Trish. <laughs> And um, Elena already said, you know, at graduation this year, COVID-related, whatever, if I can't, we're not supposed to shake hands. She goes, I don't care. I'm giving my Auntie Trisha a hug. (laughs) Um, But come rain or shine, Trish, you've always been there. And like any relationship that's long and real, 
we haven't always seen eye to eye and I've done things to hurt her or said things to hurt her and that's, you know, of course not my heart, but she's always been there and she's faithful. And I know that in, um, she's done that for 20 years here as well and a lot of those words that were shared um, describe her and she is faithful and, but I know that going into this next season and this new adventure that you guys have that this is how she's going to continue to be. Um, but I also want you to know um, that we're in your corner and we have your back. And I was thinking about how when we do child a dedication that we'll often say as a church, you know, hey, will you, will, we say together, yes, we will commit to support and help raise this child to know Christ. And I just feel like today, as a community, like that's my heart. We want you to know that yes, we commit to um, being in your corner, being your cheerleaders, being your support, um, and being there for you guys. So I just want you to know I love you so much. I'm so thankful for my life would be um, where it would be without her. And so, yes, I say yes and amen. All right. Well, I get the privilege to... Uh talk about Kevin a little bit here, which could be dangerous. Well, we've been on a lot of adventures together. It's been really fun. And I think more than anything, you know, we've just had awesome times kind of pulling away and just refreshing. And it's been amazing to have a friend in that. And I've really appreciated that. Also, really, one of the things that maybe some of you know a little bit more than others that Kevin and I connect around is, is chaplaincy. And I wanted to spend a little time just sharing with you what his role looks like as a chaplain. And this was really actually a lot of fun because I talked to a lot of people and started thinking through, um, you know, it's been 14 plus years that we've started into this chaplaincy journey with Golden Police Department. And now Kevin's a chaplain for the FBI as well. And um, he's a pastor wherever he goes. So he's a pastor in law enforcement, he's a pastor here, but it looks so different in law enforcement. It looks, so, you know, how, how Kevin has to have conversations, what that looks like in between driving 100 miles an hour down the road to a call, having five second sound bites of conversation in between things. It looks so different, but the role is the same and the, and the agenda is the same, and that's to bring God's presence and peace and kingdom to the people in law enforcement as well. And, and that's been awesome to watch you do that. And, I, you know, some of the things that people said to me is, you just show up, you just show up. And I think that's something he's probably said up here on this platform many times. I don't care what you do, just show up. And half the battle is just showing up and letting God do his thing. You know, you ask great questions to police officers and families. You have a unique ability to stand right in the middle of trauma and bring peace without saying a lot. And I think that's key and that says a lot about Kevin. I've had an extreme pleasure watching Kevin step into not only the, the lead chaplain role at Golden PD, but also beginning to take the reins and start running with Rocky Mountain Police chaplains. And 
seeing that begin to grow, you know, across the region. Kevin's been just faithfully driving to all these random places all the way to Wyoming and down to Pueblo and to the the western slope and out into the plains, just meeting with agencies, meeting with pastors and just saying, does this make sense to have this pastor become your police chaplain? And that time and just showing up has um, bore a lot of wonderful wonderful things. Um, Travis, who works for Kevin at Rocky Mountain Police Chaplain, he's like a data master, so he was texting me all kinds of stuff this morning. So there are 68 agencies involved with um, Rocky Mountain Police Chaplains right now that Kevin's had a chance to touch each one and just be a part, and no one realizes he's out there driving all over the the whole front range doing that work all the time, and 175 chaplains in agencies out there right now. Think about that. That is just awesome. And it didn't just happen. You know, God worked through leadership and he worked through you to step that up. And I'm just so proud of you. Travis would say this. He says, as a chaplain, Kevin truly serves those who serve us. He meets people in their times of greatest need, celebrates in their times of greatest joy, and is an ambassador of hope along the journey. It is one of Kevin's greatest passions to bring bring to light Christ into Golden PD, the FBI, and through the Rocky Mountain Police Chaplaincy region. Another gentleman that Kevin's had by his side a long time is, is Scott Moore. Scott Moore is a Wheat Ridge chaplain as well, and this is what Scott would say to you too, and I'll send all these to you too to read again, but Kevin has reminded me what it means to be fully present in the calling God has put in ministry. Kevin's life speaks even more loudly than his words when he leads in ministry. Integrity and accountability guide his decisions and his example and challenges others to serve Christ more boldly. I am honored to partner with Kevin in chaplaincy and to walk with him as a friend. And then our division chief, Joe Harvey, also wanted to write a little something to you. And little is relative. So... He, I asked for a few quotes and, yeah, grab, oh, you're all seated, yeah. You guys might want to sit down. <laughs> so uh, the Golden Police Department and the larger law enforcement community would like to congratulate Kevin in his appointment as the new senior pastor of Hillside Community Church. Over many, many years, Kevin has freely given of his profession, his time, and service on the front, to frontline workers. But it has been even more than just time. How you express your most sincere fondness for a man who comforts you in times of need, I don't know. Who is willing to sit in silence while you grieve or provide a comfort hug when you just feel, when you feel the love and the compassion of a man that just does more than just cares? How do you describe the feelings of adoration of a man who does not judge or make assumptions but rather accepts and wishes to help carry the burden of the broken heart, to help lift the worries, the stress, the pictures in their minds of the things that they must have seen and carried by men and women who are also sworn to serve. You see, the burdens are are the same. They are the burdens of love, compassion, sympathy, and empathy. These are some of the terms of service that Kevin exemplifies in his characteristics at high level. Kevin is a man made from the good stuff. 
He is a friend, a partner, a husband, a father, a son, and yes, a religious champion to all. <laughs> he, knows what, he knows what to say when you need words of encouragement, a prayer for your struggles, a pat on the back, a job well done, a smile, a warm, when you, a smile, a warm adoration when you've had successes. He is there no matter the time, no matter the circumstances, of course, no matter the cause. This is what it is to be a giver and to give with everything you have. That is what Kevin is to us. Regardless of the situation, Kevin is there to support and, and bring friendship. For, love, for the love he has been placed in this position to protect. Kevin, congratulations in this credible honor to lead the men and women of Hillside Community Church. There's no doubt you will do this with the same duty of service you have done for so many years to the men and women of law enforcement. We are proud of you, we honor you, and today we stand with you in this most incredible recognition. It's awesome. Yeah, appreciate you a lot, Kevin. Appreciate your friendship and uh, standing with you, support you in any way you need. So, love you, bro. I brought, like, I wrote some stuff down because Kevin always tells me, maybe you should write some stuff down so you, you know, can control what you say. <laughs> so, because I, I do babble a bit, but, um, so I did. I wrote some stuff down. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we met these guys uh, pretty much right when we moved out here. Katie had some classes with Trish and we lived right in her courtyard and, and well, we didn't live in the courtyard. We lived in a, there was a, there was a, yeah. So, and Kevin would come by and, and uh, yeah, I, I was like, wow, that guy's cool. No way I'll ever be friends with that guy. <laughs> but like we went to Red Robin, like after church once and, and you know, I, I thought we hit it off. It was pretty good. And then uh, we went fishing together, and uh, that was good. Well, he fished. I just kind of wiggled my fly rod back and forth. I didn't really do anything. And untangled knots, that's what I do all day. So we haven't been lately, but we should, we should go. All right, that's not in here. That's not, that's, that's not in my notes. So anyway, yeah, worked, worked at Youth for Christ for a while, and... and uh, um, and then, yeah, coming out here together, uh, we went up to Estes Park uh, the weekend before, well, not the weekend before, but just knowing that we both felt called to come up here, uh, to come to Hillside full-time and, and leave Youth for Christ. And um, so that was the weekend of September 11th, and um, it was a pretty heavy weekend, but that was before that date. I remember sitting out by the river on a bench and um, just talking about what it would be like to do this together. And uh, it was really special. And um, you shared some words of wisdom from your dad and how uh, you're, you're, we're going to have this weight on us, not like a stressful, 
weight, but more of a heaviness of, of carrying burdens of people in this congregation. And I see that with you all the time. So I was trying to think of all the good things to say about Kevin, and it was, it's, it was just overwhelming. So I thought, you know, it'd be quicker to just list out his flaws. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> so I'm a teacher, and uh, I was, uh, and every once in a while I have to send an email home to mom just with some behavior. So I thought it'd be fun to like, what if he was in my classroom? And um, I, don't, I don't think I would want him in my classroom, but um, what if he was in my classroom? What kind of email would I send home? So I, I, on the way to church this morning, I was thinking, well, I should, I should do that. So um, I kind of threw this together, but hopefully it makes sense. So, dear Sandra, I'm afraid we've had some issues with your son, Kevy. <laughs> she never called you. stress right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't know what he was actually like as a kid. There's actually some boys here who can probably tell you some stories that might allow you to think better. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, some concerns, son, Kevy, got it. There have been several instances where Kevin is talking out of turn, not giving other students space, not keeping his hands to himself, not taking turns, and not getting along with others. Okay, so let me explain that. So that Kevin just can't seem to keep that little mouth shut. <laughs> Whenever someone does well in class, he just bursts out and congratulates him or says, well done. He is helping other students with problems and encouraging them without raising his hand first. This type of behavior will not be tolerated. <laughs> Kevin also continues to bother other students when they are struggling, always being there when they need something, continuing to ask how he can help. Students confide in him, and this is pretty distracting in my class. So, Kevin also struggles with taking turns. Whenever something needs to be done, he is usually the first one to barge in and get it done. He is also usually the last one to leave when cleaning up the classroom. I'm tired of writing him tardy passes for his next class. Kevin also has a habit of standing up for those being treated poorly. This behavior has spread outside of the classroom and into the world. He has rescued children in our community and different countries. He's out of control. <laughs> Sandra, I'm afraid we either need to expel your son or make him the principal. So, <laughs> so, that's my letter. But um, I also wanted to say too, uh, some of you know, knew my dad 
and he was a very dynamic preacher, and uh, he was a prop preacher. And uh, people used to say, why is he so loud when he preaches? But he was, he, he was a loud preacher. And uh, um, growing up, we kind of butted heads, and, um, but I've always had this respect. But it wasn't until um, I moved out here that I really appreciated who he was as a preacher, as a person, and I regret not being able to minister together, but uh, Kevin, I see so many qualities of my dad and you, and it's a thrill to be able to minister with you, and knowing that this is what it would be like, so love you guys. Wow, that's all I could say. <laughs> hey, uh, Beth and Donovan and Sean and Christy, why don't you come up? We're going to have just a, a time for them to pray over Kevin and Trish. And if your family wants to come up, I don't know if you're going to feel comfortable with that. Sam, you want to come up? Let's pray together. In Jeremiah 3.15, the Lord says that I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, we thank you for the shepherd that you've given us. We thank you for the shepherd that we've had for the last 20 plus years with, with Gus and just how he has poured himself into us and how he's trained up the next leader of our church. And we thank you that Kevin will now be our shepherd of, of, of our church. And Lord, we just lift him and Trish and their family up to you and just pray for your protection upon them, Lord. Just that you would cover them, surround them, hedge them in, protect them and care for them, Lord, as they care for us. Heavenly Father, I do just thank you for Kevin and Trish and their commitment to this church all these years. And I know that you have prepared this time for them to step into a higher role of responsibility and leadership. And Lord, as they move into this position, I just pray for your anointing to be on them, that you would cover them, that your presence would fill them, that they would have the fullness of grace and truth that is in Jesus. And Lord, as they step out into this role, I pray, Lord, that you would give them the strength that they need to do the tasks that you've set before them. And while doing these things, Lord, I pray that they would strive to please you. For as Jesus said, in the heart of man is, is not what uh, we should entrust ourselves to, but rather to pleasing you. And so, Lord, may they keep their eyes on you and please you in all that they do. And may they strive to advance the gospel and be committed to that work that you've given them. 
We thank you, Lord, for the vision that you give them. And we pray that that vision would be shared in a way that we as the body here at Hillside can come behind them, alongside them, and be a part of advancing the vision that you give them. In Jesus' name. God, I just want to thank you for the Shive family um, as a whole, for Ellie, Sam, Trish, and Kevin, and um, this new season uh, for all of them. And God, I just ask that you would just surround them with your grace, your truth, your care, and, and your protection. And Jesus, I just pray for all of them um, and the places that they influence outside of these four walls of Hillside Community Church that you would continue to give them grace and wisdom um, just to know how to navigate uh, the different roles that they play. And God, I just pray for them as a family unit that you would um, just guard them, be their guard, uh, help us as a congregation just to come alongside and to be um, armor bearers for them, with them. And God, I just want to thank you for their hearts. I want to thank you for the care that they extend to so many. And I just ask that you would continue to fill them up to overflowing, that they would have everything that they need um, within their family and, and within them individually to just to continue to give. And God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing and thank you for their willingness to step out and God, I just want to bless them in your name. Lord, we're so grateful for a day to celebrate like today, a day to celebrate um, just years of faithfulness. Um, God, just in, in a cel just a, this day to celebrate uh, how this has all come about. God, thank you for Gus and Michelle for the years of how they've really um, championed and led our community uh, towards you and just seeing now the faithfulness of Kevin and Trish and their family and just seeing how uh, you just uh, just bless them and the things that are uh, before them. And yeah, we pray that uh, in this new role, this new mantle, it wouldn't necessarily be a, a scary um, or heavy role, but there would be a freedom and a joy to trust in you, to, to move uh, without agenda aside from seeing your kingdom built and being obedient to you. And so, God, we just pray a blessing over them. God, thank you for who they are to our community. Thank you for who they are in our greater community here in Golden and beyond. And we just ask your blessing to be upon them. In Jesus' name. I was trying to think of how I could pass a baton, uh, and I thought what I would do, Kevin, if you just come up here, and I just want to anoint you and then pray over you, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we ask for just your power in the life of Kevin, we ask for your protection over his life. So we know this is just an amazing thing that you are doing, Lord, and we know the enemy's not going to want any part of this. And we pray, God, just for grace and truth to be lived out in such a way, God, that our community would change even more than it has, God, that you would do a work that only you can do. And we just pray your, your special favor and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Is it hot in here? <laughs> That's wonderfully awkward. In so many ways. So I was telling Trish last night, I was like, I feel like I'm doing an acceptance speech or something. <laughs> like, well, thank you for the Oscar and everybody involved in this process. But that's part of this. I also think it's important to just kind of share where it is that we're at and going. I've had a lot of people over the last couple of weeks just ask, well, what are you going to change? What's going to look different? What, what are the new dynamics that you're going to bring to this church? And, and it really got me thinking. So one of the things that you don't know about me and I actually like watching home improvement shows with my wife. Gets me in trouble sometimes. I got some DIY stuff around the house, but Chip and Joanne Gaines, I love them all. And with all of those stories, it's unique because they go into these homes and they want to remodel them. And in many cases, they tear them completely down and start from scratch. Now, I know that there will be some remodeling that we do, like we got to reside the back of the church kind of stuff. But bottom line, this place is sound. It is built strong. It has a foundation that is firmly planted. It is filled with people, ideals, and a culture that is not changing. So with that, it's a joy for us to be able to move into this new place in healthiness. Now, can you imagine if we were moving into this place and things were a mess? Like we're, we're moving into here and there's been something that's gone wrong or some kind of thing we've got to kind of work through. We're not. We're moving into this with healthiness. Our hand is not being forced. Instead, the reason we're here is to celebrate God's hand of favor and the unity of his people moving together. I know it might appear a lot today to be about me and my wife and my kids, but the reality is we're celebrating our community today. Believers in a small town of Golden, Colorado, when I came here, I was like, what in the world? This is like a little cow town. What, what is God going to do here? And I was reluctant. But it's a place where we've seen the mighty work of God flowing from the homes, from the businesses, from our relationships, of all of those who have been called to be committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And trust me, I've worked alongside a lot of leadership teams over the years, different ministries here and there, traveling the world. I've seen a lot and I've experienced a lot. And as we move, I think that the collaboration of leadership that we have in this community, is, it's not matched. It, it is unique. Now, we're not perfect. There are many things that we need to improve upon, but we are passionate and hopeful in our pursuit of God in everything that we do. And it's that culture of leadership, accountability, family, and cooperation into this new season we bring. So it's not me. Never has been about Gus. It is us. And it is our collaboration together as a family as we move and as we breathe. Be assured that we will continue to move together. We have a dynamic elder board a leadership team, an amazing group of deacons, ministry leaders, volunteers, longtime members, and people are here for the first time. We will work together to continue to assume the roles that God's put on us. And one is not more important than the other. So the person that's here for the first day in God's eyes is just as important as me standing up here speaking behind this microphone. 
And that's the culture that we will continue to have moving towards God's truth, not the world's truth, not society's truth, not political truth, not even our own truth, but God's truth. And for Hillside, this is an amazing place. I, I say this all the time. It's the most generous, caring, and thoughtful place that I've been around. I'm astonished by the people within this community every week, honored to be one of your pastors. And what flows from this small church of numbers is enormous in size of impact. But there's also a frightening sense that I have standing up here. That feeling that I might get found out that I'm just Kevin. You know, that's that thing I like, I know you feel it, Gus, and other pastors and folks. Like, if they really only knew that I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It's that frightening feeling of, oh, what are we doing here? And what if they really discovered this stuff? But I think on the flip side, I think most of you do know who I am. I try to live in a such a way that I'm the same with my family, my friends, when I'm hunting or at home. I hope that we continue to move and that you have discovered that I am just a man passionate about pursuing the Lord and everything that I do. It is a joy to walk together. I, I look forward to it. I look forward to pulling into people's driveways and hanging out in their garage to be able to experience life and the joy, but also the struggle. I mean, life is hard. We've had a lot of hard lately, but I've seen us move closer to Jesus. And that for me is just wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity for Gus and Michelle. You, you stole my edict, Michelle, because like the crazy thing like, right now with the transition of power between every president, we've been joking about this, like those presidential orders that you're going to make, and I'm going to make some ex executive decisions right now coming in. Well, there's really only one, and I'm still calling Michelle boss because there's no way to get in and around that. And it's true. Um, Gus always thought he was my boss, but Michelle made that abundantly clear pretty quickly <laughs> in a good way. Right? I was just like, yes, yes, boss. So as we move in that, I recognize that the journey we've been on is pretty special with you two. Um, your kids have danced on our tables. We have watched them. I have been able to do uh, marriage counseling and marry two of your children. We're, we're entrenched in our lives. Gus was alluding to when we got together, when he was teaching systematic theology, and Mike, I was in his class, and he probably wanted me out. Um, but he came up to me one day, and this is the actual book. He came up and said, hey, Kev, I really want you to lead a small group study on C.S. Lewis, The Great Divorce. And my first response was, who is C.S. Lewis? And, and what is the great divorce and what are you talking about? And then he assigned people to my group and I could see the people being assigned to my group thinking, what is he thinking? That's Kevin. Like, he doesn't know anything. Like, what's going on here? Right, Mitch? Saw it happening. But I took this book and it was a starting point for me. There were a lot of starting points at Colorado Christian University, but this is a book about a man that was caught in sin caught in a place where he just kept repeating things over and over again, unable to move beyond who he was into the place that God really had for him. After I read it five or six times, I started to get that picture. Um, I was reading my notes um, from way back then, and I did not do a good job. Um, I would probably summarize this a little different today. But in that, that's the journey, Gus and Michelle, that we've been on. It's been deep. It's been profound. 
Gus, you came to me when I was walking around CCU as a smug, arrogant young man and for some reason saw something. Even up to the point when Gus asked me to be a pastor here, I said, nah, why, why would I do such a thing? Look at all these things that are currently happening. And, and even in that, the realization that coming here and being who I was and doing ministry face-to-face far outweighed going and filling stadiums and traveling around the world. Gus and Michelle, you've been able to create an environment here which I, I feel like it's corralling like these leadership cats. If you look across the leadership team here, I can't think of another senior pastor and senior pastor's wife that would be capable of taking care of the, the mass amounts of stuff that flow through this church. Going back to, you know, Golden Life, Golden Valley Life, Golden Valley Life, is that yeah. And moving forward through NRP, through Community Faith in Action, I start in a movie here. Right? I mean, okay, I didn't really star in it, but <laughs> I was in it. From chaplaincy to CCU to PVA to mops to clothes swaps to two roads to all of the different things from teaching at seminary to teaching at CCU, working at CCU, there are profound people here. We've got business owners, we've got movers and changers here, and you would think you gather all those people together, that would be really difficult, and yet we've created an environment under your leadership where we're able to thrive where we're really able to truly be ourselves and move in such a way. I mean, Dan's sharing a lot about what we're doing in, in chaplaincy stuff, but that's because we have the freedom here to truly be who God wants us to be. That's not gonna change. The beauty of moving forward here at Hillside is we want you to see and model after what you're seeing your leaders do and say, you know what? Yeah, God has something more for me too. Let's be a church that continues to step into those things, to rise up, to be about God's business in everything that we do. For my family sitting in the back, mom, dad, Uncle Bill, Adele, my niece, thanks for being here. Um, it's true, my mom did get many of those letters. <laughs> my dad never saw them. My dad thought I was an angel until he heard me preach one day. Um, and then he's like, you did that stuff? Yeah, my mom just like stuck it away, never told him about that. But thank you for being part of this journey. And I do recognize my high school buddies, their wives, Tiff and MC for being here. I appreciate you, you do know me well. Um, they were with me probably when I started talking about going into ministry, um, so these guys were with me when I tell all the stories of who I was. You could imagine their shock in thinking Kevin's going to be a pastor. Like kind of, kind of weird. Like, are you being serious? We've seen the things that you've done. We've had firsthand experience of the things that you've done. But I say that to say that's also an expression of the power that God has to take a man like myself to take all of my failures and all of my faults and use me in a way where I'm able to stand here today and proclaim the gospel. That's the kind of God that we serve. So all those pictures that you guys have seen, and there's a lot of them. So one, one other edict, you're not allowed to talk to him about anything I did before the age of 22. So, <laughs> right? No comments. Um, but that is the journey that we're on today. It's a continuation of what God did when I met Mitchell first time when I was playing soccer and we were competing for that one spot. And we both got it. I don't know how that happens. To all the times that Tony, you invited me to FCA and church and 
Tyler, when you almost wanted to beat me up, because I, I grabbed the paper really hard from you, apparently. <laughs> to Evan being the guy that always corralled us, always made sure that we were together in everything we did. Thanks for being here. And for my family, for Team Shive, now this is not just a me thing. Pastoring comes home. It affects the family. It affects my wife, it affects my son, and it affects my daughter in good and bad ways. And I still remember, Trish, I don't remember this. I didn't bring this up last night, but I had preached one time. I wasn't pastor here yet, but Gus wanted me to come up and preach. And we got in the car, and the first thing she did, she looked at me, and she goes, I, I am not becoming a pastor's wife. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's no problem. Who would ever want me to be a pastor? So it was like this easy thing, and she's like, we're not going there, you know, because I don't know what I just saw there kind of sparked something of fear, and I really quickly said, don't worry. There's absolutely no way that that would happen. But in that, I'm thankful that God saw something else in our family than what I saw in myself. So when you look at marriage, there's sayings that say, uh, you've definitely married up or outkicked your coverage. There's a lot of guys in here that can say that pretty easily. And, but it also says this, a man's success in life is directly attributed to the woman he marries and does life with. And she is my anchor in a lot of ways. And so there's a lot that we do together in this where she talks me off the cliff or encourages me to be kinder or to be quiet. But this is a journey together and I recognize that. The other cool thing about today, and Sam, I don't even know if you remember this, but this is February 21st. Many years ago, this is Samuel's spiritual birthday. And Samuel, in this sanctuary, the cross was sitting up here. I was here for a meeting. And Sam, in his way, how he was then and is now, decided, I'm just going to go take care of this. Walks into the sanctuary, comes to the cross, prays. I didn't even know what he's doing. He comes walking out and he goes, did it. I'm a Christian now. <laughs> you know, and I'm like... I want to be part of this stuff, man. Like, come on. So for today to be that day where we get to celebrate your Christian journey, but also this tran transition into leadership, it's special to me to share that. And for Eliana, I can't leave you out. You will forever be my best source of sermon material. One, because they won't let me talk about them from the stage anymore. Like, stop telling stories about us. But Ellie, however, is the one that I, I seek great wisdom from. Probably one of the most insightful and inspiring people that I can be around. We were driving to the Simic's house yesterday, and she just said, I'm, I'm nervous. Let's pray. And I just, the simplicity of who she is and what she does is definitely a part of how we roll as a family. So thanks, Ellie, for being amazing. Our home will continue to be a place where we move and breathe and have our being. That's always first for me. I will continue to have that to be first. I will be here and I will care for needs in the way that I always have, but that's something, Gus and Michelle, you have drilled into our head. Your family comes first. And Michelle, for you, one of the things that I am honored by all the time is the way that you love my family. Gus, you do too. But Michelle, you just taking my daughter out, caring for her in a way that spoils her rotten, um, her coming home with new boots and dresses. Uh, it is, it's special and it just tells me how much you love me and my family by how much you care for her. There are only a few people in this world that understand her and take the time for that. 
and I appreciate it greatly, very much. So as we move forward, just a couple more points. Our focus will remain the same. Now, one of the things that my wife has told me with great confidence over the last couple of months when all this has started to unfold, is she's like, I'm not worried. We just got a lot of great families here. I'm actually excited for us to be families and continue on with this journey. If we were coming into a church where we didn't know anybody, I can't even imagine what that would look like. But for us and the confidence that Trish has exuded and just saying, no, this is going to continue to be a family and a community where we move together, making sure that we take care of the things that God has put before us. I truly believe that with that, this community can change the world. It already has in a lot of ways, and I wanna make sure we continue to. My hope is that we would continue to be that light on the hill overflowing from our homes and our church into all areas of our neighborhood, into Golden Lakewood, Arvada, Jeffco, into Colorado, the United States, and around the world, that the glory of God would be seen, acknowledged, and responded to by everyone that we come in contact with. You know my goal, and I say this all the time, I just, I want to take people where they're at and move them one step closer to the God. Now that's different, it's subjective, because everyone in this room is on their own spiritual journey in different places. But as a church, we've got to be accepting, and this has got to be a place where everyone can come. Come and understand what it looks like to take a step closer to God. Our focus will continue to be about worship, prayer, biblical teaching, discipleship, gathering of believers, outreach to the needy. It'll be a place where people feel welcome. It'll be a place where we will engage in all areas of life. But we will move at God's pace. We'll continue to rely on the Holy Spirit. And Gus and Michelle, for both of you, I truly believe there's even more ahead for you. I pray for even greater and more far-reaching impact in your life than you could have ever even dreamt possible. That God would surprise you with his love and his pleasure in who you are, the obedience that you bring to the service that you're always with. So I'm excited about this transition, but I'm even more excited about the freedom that God is going to bestow upon you to move into this next season and really change the world in a new, fresh, and dynamic way. That's it. I had a lot more. I stuck to my notes, though. Now, I I am honored and pleased to be in this moment as a community. I'm excited and a little terrified for what the future holds. But together, I'm excited about moving as a community. So let's pray. Father, I do thank you. I thank you for who you are. Just the reflection into our past the many touch points that we've had over the years that have led us to this moment. I think you're a God that does care. You do know and you do care about us in a way that nothing and no one else can. Father, I pray that today would be a day that is honoring and glorifying to you. As it says in your gospels, that people would know we are believers because of the love that we have for each other. I pray that today is just an example of the way that we've loved each other well in this community and that people would be inspired. People here today and people online 
would just be excited, challenged, and inspired to move closer to you because of the love that they've experienced today. Pray these things in your name. Amen. We usually do this song in a lower key, but um, just kind of flowed better. And I figured uh, whenever you do a song in a higher key, you kind of have to sing it out a little bit louder to reach the notes. So that was manipulative, I know. But let's sing this and just celebrate together.
Sing, God, you're so good. God, you're so
Let's end with this song, just anticipating what God has for us in the future here. Um, One of the things that Kevin did during COVID uh, was he learned how to play guitar again because that's what he does. Um, I tried to get him to come up here and play with me, but he was a little too nervous, which that's not what he does. <laughs> but someday, but this is this song means a lot to him, and it means a lot to us as, at Hillside. Um, just celebrating, especially during this crazy last year, and seeing God work in miraculous ways, and anticipating what's to come. So why don't we stand and sing this last song together? You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here You're working in this place I worship you I worship you You are here You are here Moving in our We worship We worship you We worship you You are here Working in this place, we worship you. We worship you. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker. Miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, you are here, touching every heart. We worship you, we worship you. You are here. We worship you, we worship you, you are here, oh, you're turning lives around, we worship you, we worship you, you are here, mending every
Continue to celebrate. There's some cupcakes in the foyer. If you want to grab one and hang out a little bit, let me just close the service with a prayer. And Kevin, Trish, if you guys want to head back so people can say hey to you. And... <laughs> Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. And we are so appreciative of just uh, being together, an opportunity, a privilege it is to worship you. Let us never take that for granted. And God, we just pray you continue to just bring that joy and that celebration to this day. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hungry street.